This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hello, patrons. It's time for another True Fright story. Remember, these stories are only for you, so please don't share them in the outside world. Um, They are only for members of the Nightlight Legion, so I hope that you enjoy. Um, A couple of notes about this story. It happened a really long time ago. I was in like second grade um, elementary school. Uh, So my memory's a little bit fuzzy on some of the things like the kids' names and things like that. So I have made some assumptions about what I think was probably true, but it doesn't change the meaning of the story or anything that really happened in the story, just the little details might be a little bit different. Somebody could have been on the slide instead of the swings and that sort of thing. So if you're ready, get all snugly and let's start. Here's red eyes. Second grade. I'm running around on the playground, probably chasing another kid in a game of tag when I see something in the woods that bordered the school's fence. Two red dots. Curious, I stare at it. It's the middle of the day. The woods are thick. Sun can barely penetrate the perimeter, but somehow, impossibly, there are two glowing red specks peering into the little small town elementary school's playground. I don't realize what they are at first. In fact, I have no idea what they are. Until they move. Bouncing up and down like they're attached to a pair of legs, like they're attached to a head. They blink out, then come back. I run. The next day, I'd forgotten all about the weird thing I saw. I knew it was crazy, so I told no one what I'd seen, not even my best friend. At least, not until I saw them again. Kim, I said, do you see that? She peered into the trees, following the nod of my head. I contemplate whether or not to point a finger, then decide against it. Whatever it is, I don't want to draw its attention. It gave off a bad vibe, and I knew that drawing its attention would be a bad thing. Instead, I whisper, The red dots. Do you see? Yeah? Kim doesn't say anything more. I stare at her. Does she really not think what we're seeing is a big deal? It's two red dots in the woods, unexplainable, something that should not be there, and she's just meh about it. She runs off before I can ask. The red eyes and I watch each other until the recess whistle blows. The next day, I climb the web-like structure at the top of the playground and sit, waiting for the red eyes to come back. They don't show, but I know I'm being watched. A month or so goes by. I don't see the red eyes again, nor do I feel them on me, until one day another kid runs screaming to the teacher, because he saw them too. I look to the woods and there they are, 
This time, there's a smaller set of eyes lower to the ground, both blinking together in unison. The teacher sees nothing and tells little Nathan to go play. He spends the rest of recess alone, facing the woods, but carving letters in the dirt with a stick. He doesn't look up, not even when the whistle blows. The teacher has to drag him in. I say nothing, mostly because that kid was an asshole. I desperately wanted to talk to someone about what I'd seen, someone who would comment on it, someone who, unlike Kim, would shrug it off and say, and eh, it's whatever. But I wasn't going to talk to him. I didn't like him. So I waited, and I didn't have to wait for long. Nathan was popular by elementary school standards. By the next week, everyone had heard about the red eyes. I had plenty of people to talk to now. Some kids weren't particularly moved by the story, but enough of us were enthralled enough to spend our recess together studying the woods for any hint of the red eyes. What could they be? We throw out theories from the laughably ridiculous to the somewhat plausible. It's a wild hog, someone says. It's not a bad theory. There's a lot of them in the area. It was deep woods East Texas. That was the thing that we were all afraid of as kids, was running into a wild hog while we were out playing. It's a bird, someone else says, and everyone laughs, though I still don't know why it was funny. To myself, I call it the Grim Reaper. I don't really have a particular reason to call it the Grim Reaper other than the creepy feeling it gives me. I don't know why it gives me the creepy feeling, maybe because I couldn't explain it, maybe because it was something that shouldn't have been there, but I see it and I just feel dread in the pit of my stomach every time they appear. So, Grim Reaper. We don't bother telling the teacher about what we see anymore. She doesn't believe us anyway. Only two months remain in the school year, but most kids lose interest when they aren't able to get a closer look. A couple of weeks before school is out, I'm still watching. I'm watching when a boy falls and breaks his arm. I'm watching when the eyes disappear forever when the boy screams, but not before they look like they're smiling. They never come back. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.